Hello and welcome to the uplevelmind.com podcast. My name is Drasco and I'm your host for this Real Talk segment where each episode I bring on a heart-centered entrepreneur and live on the call coached him through one central question. Are my business problems actually me problems? In that, I help them uncover why despite knowing all of the business strategies and having done all of the business courses, they are unable to get past their current revenue plateau. Each guest leaves with a deeper understanding of what inner narratives and patterns they need to overcome to realize their next revenue milestone. Without further ado, here's today's guest. Today's guest is Judy Baker, who helps business authors get more bang for their book, turning their content into cash. Her workshops and one-on-one mentoring have energized hundreds of authors to build awareness about themselves, their books, and their businesses with small strategic action steps that include anything from building an audience to getting attention, growing connections, and keeping a book evergreen and seen long after the actual book launch. So Judy... Thank you very much for being here. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, and I really appreciate your offer to be on your podcast today. Thank you. You're very welcome. So, yeah, I mean, I would love to dive into more, you know, info and context about you, because if anybody's watching this on YouTube, like books is something that I uh, (laughs) definitely have a few of. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I'd love to know how you got into, you know, doing the, the work that you do with authors and with businesses and just the floor is yours for that. Okay. Well, it was a bit of a transition. I had been working at doing graphic design and all of that. And then I morphed into being a coach because I realized I had a consultative way of dealing with my clients. I have a background in organizational development. Kind of, it's kind of funny because I did that and then i went back and got an aa in graphic design so for many years that's what i was doing and then i realized all of my clients were authors i've got a question the sound is doing something funny in are you hearing it it's fine on on my end okay just wanted to check okay so i i walked into a conference with a client who was going to publish his his cartoon book and this was an, a conference of self-publishers and i went these are my people oh my god and i immediately became a member and within six months i was president of the group and took them from the brink of going completely away to being a flourishing organization again And as I was doing that, I kept hearing over and over again how hard it was for these authors to promote themselves, to get their book seen, to really, for them to get out of their own way. And knowing that I had been very, I'm still an introvert. I I have to admit, I am an introvert. I'm trained as an extrovert, but I really prefer being by myself that it was important to help these authors understand marketing is a conversation and i knew i had overcome my fear of standing up and speaking as me i could be on stage and i was fine 
but when it came to being just Judy Baker, I would my knees would just quake. And how I switched that up was focusing on, well, what do you need? Are you here to learn something from me? Do Are you here to be entertained, educated? What is it? And I kept absorbing all of this information, switching up my focus from branding small businesses to branding authors. And it really is encompassing. And it even goes back further that when I was 16, I wrote and published my own book, including doing the layout and learning how to run an offset press. So I'm kind of a curious person. And I only offer information that either I've tried myself or that I've, I've seen demonstrated. And I really see that if you just take small steps, you can make big changes. And I've done that over and over and over again in my life in so many ways. And it applies to authors. So being resilient is powerful. Beautiful. So I, I love that. It's like you know, the morphing of so many different things into this one unique package, you know, that that is you and, and what you offer. And I think that's always it, like, it, it's good to be in that like market of one, right? Like it, it's hard to replicate the experience that you have and like who you are. Mm -hmm. And just what comes out for me is like, you own that fully as, as you go into the world. So kudos to you for that. And I think that's really cool. So to then just segue, what is like happening in your business right now that you are finding challenging? I had worked with a partner for several years. And when that partnership dissolved, I thought, oh, I'll be fine. But I went into a period of mourning that, you know, I, the relationship, the energy that was going there, even though it wasn't completely working, it was not me by myself and so I felt a little bit adrift what I've seen for myself recently is I haven't been doing consistent outreach I mean I'm doing podcasts I am I am doing that and I'm having a great time doing it I'm meeting amazing people like you what I'm not doing is getting the conversion from here someone sees me, hears me, and now we're going to work together. I had envisioned that one of the things I've, I've done over the this past year, I've been doing uh, interviews with authors similar to this, where I'm helping them be in the spotlight, they're getting seen, they're being heard, I'm asking them about their journey, and I thought that would elevate my visibility and that people would see those uh, interviews and love them and go, oh, I want to work with Judy. But that hasn't been my secret sauce yet. And I'm going, what am I doing putting all that time and energy into something that's not returning any kind of concrete client funnel? Um, so that's concerning me. And I'm going, what should I do? And, and one of my bigger problems, I 
kind of have the bright shiny object <laughs> syndrome and so i'll get i'll go down a path and i'll be learning stuff and it's much more comfortable for me to fool around with software and things than it is for me to pick up the phone and call people up and i need to do that and so that's kind of where i'm at right now i need to have a better way of attracting the right people who, who yeah i attract a lot of people who don't have money or they are not coachable so i don't want to work with them and i really focus on strategy i'm not the implementer i'm working with people who want a, an accountability coach who you know i can see the big picture and i have great ideas for how other people can do their you know take their content and do other things with it and turn it into multiple products but i haven't successfully done that for me got it so it's like it's much easier for me to focus on somebody else than it is to focus on myself exactly exactly and and i've got to get out of my way because this this is stupid i do have the answers i mean i go i hear other people who do book marketing and I'm, they're saying the things i'm saying so i'm going where am i missing the mark at if i know the information am i not getting it out there in the best way possible what else do i need to do so that this shouldn't be so hard Got it. it's like uh i'm an expert but like a hidden gem expert right like nobody really knows about me but i have so much to actually offer well exactly and every time i'm at a meeting of any kind you know and questions come up and i'm answering them and people are going oh that's really helpful that's great if i do um i do something called a book buzz audit with with authors just to get a gauge of where they're at and are we possible matches but it's not a sales call and i thought that would be a good opportunity to get to know people and then turn those folks you know move them down the road they would they would then hire me but apparently i'm not doing it right <laughs> so <laughs> that hasn't happened yet got it okay so there's a lot of stuff there right like uh so like i had on here like so you're there was this partnership that ended and then you kind of felt like you were adrift and then from there you've recognized like i'm not really doing as much outreach as i know i could be i'm not getting the conversion out of the efforts and, mm -hmm. and the conversations I am actually doing. I know I have that kind of bright, shiny object syndrome. I tend to be more comfortable just, you know, fiddling around software than actually picking up the phone and doing that outreach. And I know I'm full of good ideas, but I'm either not getting them out there or people aren't really hearing them. And I have a harder time facing like, myself and my ideas than i do for other people so out of all of those which one resonates with you as the most relevant right now i think i've got to get my outreach in in a better place um i've i've got a crm system that just i've been working with it but it's really awkward and yeah so i i need i need to get more i need to have more conversations because the more conversations i have with the right people so i need to have more conversations i need to have a better um way of evaluating is this someone to work with or not and 
stop attracting. I keep attracting people who are not a good fit. Got it. And uh, so you're very well aware of all of these things. Like you're, you're aware of what the issues are. So mm -hmm. if you have to coach yourself, what do you think is the issue of why you're not implementing the solutions? Fear. Fear. Okay. And, yeah, it, it, it's mostly fear. I don't like being rejected. And I think that, you know, that's true of almost everybody. Nobody likes to, it's, it's hard to, I mean, that's why I stopped acting. I didn't like to audition and then not get picked. I, you know, I get called back and called back and then somebody else would get the, the role. And that's the same thing here. And I need to take, I need to say, hey, it's not about me because it isn't about me. It really isn't. It's really about whether or not someone's ready to work. And whether it's with me or somebody else, it doesn't matter. But if I don't make it easy to connect with me and to feel comfortable, then it's on me. Right. Like it isn't about you, but it also is because there's a part of you that is fearful and that actually blocks you from doing the action. So in that way, it actually is very much mm. about you. Okay. You're right. <laughs> okay. What comes yeah. up when I, when I share that? Oh. Uh, oh. It's like, oh, here's the mirror. I wish it would go away. Um, yeah, it's, I just need to, I just understand that it's scary to me to be in this position and I'm, I'm angry at myself and I'm sad. Okay. And so some, sometimes that comes up and I just want to go do something else because I don't want to feel those feelings. Okay, so great awareness, and, and I appreciate you going there because that is the, the the realness of this whole thing. So, when okay, so there's a lot, a lot of different paths we can go down here. So I'm just going to pick one. Um, so you had mentioned, like, when I asked you, okay, well, you know, what's coming up for you when I share the mirror? You said, well, here's the mirror, and I wish it would go away. So what do you think is your default reaction when it comes to the mirror and the discomfort of looking at this area? The, the biggest feeling right now is I'm angry at myself. Um, I feel like I should, I feel like that I've disappointed myself. I had goals. I know that I can be helpful to people. People who have worked with me have, have gotten results and somehow I am in a state of discomfort and I just keep retreating rather than saying, okay, put another foot in front of you, put another foot in front of you. You know, I, I know that I can do that, but I just, I guess I've been in a, in a, in, I've been in a funk <laughs> and haven't quite it, it's like i the way i i picture depression and and being discouraged is it's kind of like being in an ocean and sometimes the waves are up to here and sometimes they're down here and it i'm kind i'm floating around in that and it's just tiring it's very tiring so just to make sure i've heard you correctly it, it sounds like there's almost this push and pull inside of you. There's the push of this part of you that 
knows you're an expert, knows you can do more, knows you have more potential. It's like, go, go, go. Like, look, look at what you're able to do. Right. Mm -hmm. There's this fearful part that really is saying that there's some danger here for us to like do these actions. So I'm just going to like distract you. I'm just going to push you away. I'm just going to give you shiny objects. They don't keep you safe with doing these things that have nothing to do with nothing, like playing around with software. Mm -hmm. Right. And then there's this guilt part that washes over that's now like angry, judgmental. That's really like harsh and kind of inner critic type because it's like observing what's going on and it doesn't like it. So it kind of lashes back out at you. And it seems like that's the constant. I'm stuck in this wave pool of like one part, then the other, then the other, then the other, but I'm not really moving forward the whole mm -hmm. time. So is that accurate? Well, it is. And what's funny about that is, I, you know, it's like I preach being consistent, you know, doing things consistently, that practice means you're doing something and you're not going to be perfect. And then you can get better at it and you can get better at it. And every time, well, this is a, this is a prime example. I've done a couple of newsletters on LinkedIn and they're getting viewed, they're getting commented on. And yet, do you think I'm doing that consistently? Not quite. Even though I can see immediately that is a good thing to do and that I can actually find, oh, I can see a measurement of here's what I did, here's the result, and now I can, I can say, okay, how do I make that even better? So I, don't, I just don't know right now, this very minute, what the heck is keeping me from doing that more often? I mean, so would it be safe to say that you actually stop before something has the momentum to actually succeed? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that okay. would be true. That would be true. So in addition, because like, and the reason why I'm saying this is you were saying, okay, so I put out these things on LinkedIn, they're getting views, they're getting interaction. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the momentum that I'm looking for, but then I'll just stop. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So there's also a fear of success element here. There's there's part of you that feels unsafe about success and really making it happen. Is that accurate as well? It probably is somewhere in there, somewhere in the mix. You know, it's like, okay. I do want this, but I don't want this. So, okay. In what way is it right? In what way is it wrong? Well, in getting recognition in really helping more people that's the good part and the part i think that is scary to me because like i told you i am i really like being by myself a lot of the time i like being with people but it's very draining and i'm fearful that if i become too popular i'll just be exhausted because everything will be going out without coming back in and being a helper to other people that's been my experience in the past and it's hard it's harder for me to put boundaries so that i can feel safe got it okay and i'm just writing out some notes here okay so that one i think is really interesting because if i become too popular i will be exhausted 
So any single instance you start to see popularity arise, what do you do? You retract, right? Any single time you have the opportunity to get more exposure, you pull back, right? So it might not be like I'm afraid of being successful, but I am afraid of the toll success is going to take. At least that's what this part thinks. Right. I'm afraid that if I'm too successful, everybody's going to drain me and I don't want to go there. I don't want to be drained. Mm -hmm. Does that resonate with you? That and that's funny that 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 was exactly the picture I had of being a battery and going all of my all of my energy going away. I mean, I just I just went to the San Francisco Writers Conference um, last month and I was there and it was the first time, you know, we had a an in-person of any kind uh for that size and i got home and the whole rest of the next week i was toast i was so tired and it was simply because i had to be with people 24 7 for four days which is just overload for me i i like being with people but i need a lot of time after to process yeah, and to recharge and all of that. Mm-hmm. And, and I get that 100%. Yeah. So with that, you also mentioned, okay, it's harder for me to put boundaries on. Mm-hmm. Historically, do you feel like you're somebody that overgives? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, talk about scope creep. Um, yeah, I'll promise X and I go over, you know, over, over, way over. And I also have had the experience of choosing the wrong clients who are not at the level that they say they are and consequently what i'm what i've wound, what i've done is that i have to help them with their technology and i need to help them with you know all this other stuff where i want to just focus on the marketing strategy go get a tech person go get a whatever you need to help you with your website you know, I'll tell you about the content, but I'm not the person, I'm not going to be your web designer and I'm not going to help you troubleshoot your other stuff. So I want to be really clear that that's, that that's not part of my package. <laughs> but you tended to do it for other clients in the past that maybe mm-hmm. you accepted, even though deep down you knew they weren't where they needed to be, or they just blatantly said they were ahead than they were. Yeah. Yeah. And so okay. I, you know, I, I need to be more careful in how we have that initial. Okay. And I think you're cutting out a little bit now. All right. There we go. What happened? It went, it just went away. <laughs> it just disappeared. Yeah, that's okay. We'll just uh, splice it. Um, okay. Like I already made the transition. So I'll, I'll just splice it in, in the final bit. So you're, uh, you're okay. All right. I'm sorry. That's okay. Like I said, right? What one tech issue's got to happen? Here it is. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, perfect. Okay. So, what was the last thing uh, you remember me saying, or, or where exactly do you remember we left off? I am sorry. I'm that threw me so much. Um, I'm I'm not remembering exactly. That's okay. So we'll uh, we'll just uh, continue it from. I'll just give you a little recap of like where we were. Okay. So. Uh, we had a little technical issue. We are now back. Um, so I'm just going to kind of recap where we were and kind of what came about. So really 
you know, what you're experiencing in your business is, let's just say on the surface, there's this lack of outreach, but mm-hmm. really behind that is is really a hesitation to actually grow into what you know you're capable of, right? So behind that, we discover there's a part of you that very much fears rejection, right? Then you have a part of you that is a very harsh critic, right? It's like, well, why aren't you doing this? You should be doing this. Like, go push and like, kind of like, like do this. Um, and there's a part of it's quite sad and that's like not moving in the direction that you want. So I think those pieces mm-hmm. keep fighting and vying for your attention. But I think the end result of that is I just kind of stand still. So I don't want to feel those feelings. Therefore, I just go and I play around with software and do something to calm the nervous system down so it doesn't feel as bad. And I think the underlying bits, in addition to the fear of rejection, is also the fear of uh, getting too exhausted if I go out and I actually make myself more popular, right? Because my tendency is to overgive to even the wrong people, right? So not only do I have a issue setting boundaries, but there's also a part of me that like knows I probably shouldn't do this, but I do, right? Like we kind of left off with you saying, um, I want to be the strategy person, but then somebody comes in and they need implementation help, but I implement for them, right? Or I, I go way above and beyond what was the scope of work. Is that accurate? Well, yeah. What what I feel has happened, um, people really say, you know, they say they want strategy help, but what they really want is somebody else to do it. And I'm not the do it for you. I'm the person that helps you understand what you're doing, where to go, and moving you forward with that. But in terms of the implementation, that's not what I do. And that was part of the reason I had a partner in the in the past. That was going to be the way that we set up the business, that I would do the strategy part and she would do the implementation. But that didn't quite work. And then... I would like to just focus on the strategy. I don't mind ask, answering a quick question, but I seem to attract more people who are technology impaired, I'm going to say. Um, I'm pretty fearless. You know, something's something's out there. I can figure it out. And I, and I don't hesitate to ask for help if I'm stuck. And I want to be working with people who are more conscious of, who they are, what their goals are, and how the book and their business are are entwined rather than the book marketing's over here and your business is over here. They need to be together, which is why I switched my focus to working with nonfiction authors versus fiction. Got it. So again, you have the clarity mm-hmm. about what exactly is the issue. So mm-hmm given that you know exactly what's going on and the mechanics of what's going on, right? Why yeah. do you think you haven't, like, basically what you're saying is like, I gotta get better at filtering out the people I have conversations with, right? You, you mentioned that multiple times. To me, this is an example of that. Yes. So why not just set up a better filter? That's what I'm trying to do right now is to figure out what what are those identifying 
qualities and commitments that people, well, really their beliefs about themselves, to, to, to get down to that and spend less time with the people that aren't a fit, spend more time with people who are a fit, and also put myself in the role of a speaker in more places because that works to attract people. Correct. So in that instance, because you are so good at the clarity and the awareness piece, what would, like you mentioned a few different qualities already, right? That they're not technologically inclined. To me, it sounds like they're a little bit more established. Like I feel like the, the issues you run in are with people that are relatively early on or smaller than the people that you're working with. Would that be accurate? That has been the case. And that's really, you know, th there's a fine line between somebody who is a, a business owner and an author. And a lot of the companies out there who support authors, you know, they're focused on the publishing and editing and then, oh, we're going to get your book to number whatever on whatever platform the person is wanting to do. But, you know, those of us who are in the business know that doesn't, it's, are your books consistently selling? So I want those people who have maybe already published, but they haven't done a lot with their book or they did something and then they kind of let it go into the background where the principles that they put into that information, they're still using in their business. And the information hasn't gone away. And I want to help them because they're they're at a different level and are understanding that their book is an asset. So I want to I want to go from totally clueless to maybe somebody who just got stymied about the book marketing part of of their um, journey. So basically they have a book written, but it's just kind of sitting and mm -hmm. they have a business that goes along with that book. And if the book got increased, then the business would get increased. Yes, it would. That they could, okay. they can do more, they can do more with what they have. So that's pretty clear to me, right? Like I, I literally reflect about exactly what you said. You're like, yep, that that's clear. That makes sense. So now my question to you is because it is clear. And that's actually usually the hardest part. Like people usually have an issue identifying that and being clear about it. You mm -hmm. don't. So what then are your thoughts around, well, why can't I attract this person? Maybe how I'm talking about what I do isn't clear. Um, Maybe. What else? that I need to pay attention to where I'm showing up so that I'm I'm not spending I'm not spending time with people who are not um either going to work with me or who can who can refer work to me. Well I say yes when I should be saying no. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it kind of goes back to the boundaries, the the, the people pleasing aspects. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Got it. So it's coming back to that. Yeah. Uh, when you say, okay, I'm, how I'm talking about what I do isn't clear. Tell me more about that. What do you mean? Well, you know, I say that I do uh, marketing strategy, yet it feels as if 
most of the phone conversations I've had or the or the video calls I've had with people, it's been about you know they're they're looking they're looking for tactics, they're looking for implementation more than um, oh there's even confusion. Uh, sometimes people will say, oh, you know, you'll help me uh, write my book. I don't help people write their book. Other than I'll help them with the back cover copy. I can, I, you know, I definitely can, can project manage a layout, but I don't want to do that. I've done it and it's, it's not the best thing for me to be doing. Got it. So but would I, it be accurate to say that it's not clear mm -hmm. what, like what you need to say? I think it's you're not taking ownership of saying the highest level thing for the highest level clients for the majority of your messaging. Oh boy, I think you're right. Okay, so <laughs> what resonates about that? There's a part of me that feels like an imposter when I say I'll help you do you know, I'll help you look at your, you know, look, we're going to look at your book and we're going to look at how you can, you know, productize it in, in other ways. There's a part of me that doesn't feel confident about that. Got it. So despite all my vast sums of knowledge, my experience, my expertise, mm -hmm. there's a part of me that's saying I'm not good enough to really work with the high level clients and because I have all these patterns of people pleasing and over delivering and essentially allowing people to be an energy vampire for myself, I'll stick to having conversation that maybe, you know, at some point somewhere, these people will magically be the people that I'm expecting to be without me stepping up to be the person mm -hmm. to actually attract them. That sounds right. <laughs> okay. And what's coming up for you as I reflect that? I need to decide who I really want to be working with and then de deciding not only who, but where are they and being vulnerable and asking for the business. Yes. And I would invite you to turn that around and really ask yourself, who do I have to be? to step into what I just said. Mm-hmm. Okay. So again, what comes up for you when I share that? Oh, mostly my stomach is going like that. Um, yeah. I, it's like I don't know that I can do that. I don't feel like I can do it. So... First of all, I want to commend you on your honesty because I, I know I shine a very focused mirror on these things because this is literally what I do every single day. And I know it's not comfortable. I know it's not fun. I, I know it's not, it's the parts we run away from that kind of make these issues to begin with. Right. So I just want to commend you and acknowledge you for like really going to where it's not fun and sharing the honesty that that is coming up, right? Like your tendency is to run 
you chose not to run even you know when when i'm assuming part of you said nah like screw this like we, we don't need to like do this you know what i mean <laughs> so I, I just wanted to acknowledge you for that piece mm-hmm. and just to zoom out a little bit because again there, there's lots here right so we just uncovered unworthiness we uncovered self-trust right so like i don't feel worthy and good enough to really step into my expertise i don't also trust myself to get through that hump and make that happen and own my expertise in public right you have the people pleasing aspects you have the boundaries aspects you Mm -hmm. have the self-trust aspects that come from i say i'm going to do one thing but i end up doing another right Mm -hmm. in addition to all of the self-talk about being angry being sad being disappointed in myself so it's a lot right it's a lot of things working behind the surface yeah so just to kind of zoom out a little bit what's it costing you not to transcend and fix these inner issues my business is kind of broken at the moment um yeah It's a constant, well, we talked about friction. And so there's friction. Every day when I come into my office, I'm going, do I want to be here? No, I'd rather go do something else that's not so threatening. And yet at the same time, I'm going, but you know what to do. Why aren't you doing it? So I've got to get over that. I've got to just find one small thing that I can commit to doing and do it consistently until I'm ready to do the next thing, which will make a big difference. So I've got to decide what that is. Which is a tactical answer to this, which you've known even before coming to this podcast. Yeah. So is really the small thing that you already know how to do the mm-hmm. real answer to how to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. It's part of it. Um, I mean, this is this is something that I do know for for sure. Uh, sometimes it's just getting into the groove of doing something. I mean, even if I don't quite have the emotional oomph behind it, that's okay because that'll come. If I have a small success, I can build on that, and that gets me into action where i'm not in action right now i'm i mean well i'm in action but i'm not in i'm not in productive action okay yeah so has that historically yielded you the results that you wanted it has in other areas of my life i'm trying i'm trying to get i'm i'm going okay so how do i shift this over here i mean it's worked for me in terms of so let's not worry about what it it worked elsewhere yeah in your business in my business on the action waiting for the emotion to be there to inspire you into aligned action historically has that worked to give you the success that you know you're capable of I'll say no. Okay. So is the problem really with the action and inconsistency of the action and focusing on the action or 
is it in becoming who you need to be so that that action flows easily? Well, it is, I mean, mindset is definitely in there. But I, but I do know too that a shift in mindset can follow by breaking the pattern and the breaking the pattern can be something um, tactical. Absolutely. And I don't uh, agree with that. Or sorry, I don't disagree with that at all. <laughs> the only reason why I bring that or invite you to consider a, a deeper look at this is sure. your actions are never going to go beyond your identity. Right? And right now your actions and the results that you're getting from those actions are a perfect reflection of your identity. And I say this with the most love, the most respect, and, and with no judgment, mm -hmm. right? But mm -hmm. right now, with the things that we've revealed regarding your identity that's rooted in people-pleasing, not having the self-trust to own your expertise, the imposter syndrome of I'm not good enough, right? Just those basic three things, that's the core of your identity as shown by what the majority of your actions are and what the majority of your results are, right? And this focus on, well, if I just changed my actions, I would get different results. You're absolutely right that that is 110% true. However, as you've experienced in the past, right? I put up a post, it gets some engagement, and as soon as I see that, where do I retract down to? I retract down to the level of my identity, the one that's saying I'm going to be exhausted if I get too popular. That is the level of your identity, and that is the baseline with which you will always fall back to. So you can play the game of, yeah, I'm going to take different action, and that'll work momentarily, as you've seen in the past. Mm -hmm. But what I invite you to consider is that the perspective of focusing on those actions is exactly your default defense of, I don't want to face the emotions in the parts of myself that don't make me feel good, so mm -hmm. I'm going to go look elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So what comes up for you when I share that? No, it's true. Yeah. So I don't want to berate that because I know that there's been a lot of things brought up here. And again, I, I commend you for it. I acknowledge you for it and the bravery you had to really like keep going in there and, and keep holding the space to, to listen to it. I know it's not comfortable. Um, so just to kind of confirm with you, like, does that awareness piece feel complete for you? Is there still something left outstanding? No, I think um, it's, it's clear. Those, those issues are very clear. And now what I need to do next um, to switch things up for, for me. That's important. Yeah. If I don't do that, nothing's going to change. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I could not agree more to that as well. Um, so if you can just summarize in your own words what you came into this conversation thinking were your biggest business challenges and what were your realizations as a result of this conversation? Well, I was thinking my issues were really on my tactics more than anything else and in reality what i'm 
looking at is it's my belief about myself is under everything I do and until that picture changes for me I can't make a change I can't make things different um, I'm attracting I'm, I'm attracting what I'm feeling about myself and so that's got to shift or I'm going to be in the same boat forever yeah beautifully said uh beautifully summarized so again thank you very much for it and uh if you want to just close us off and uh let everybody know you know where to find you who's the best person to find you floor is yours for that yeah now that you know i'm a mess i, <laughs> I, I actually get the irony yes i, I understand yeah, no, so I, you're welcome <laughs> to call out your uh your next level clients here okay <laughs> Right. So if you are a nonfiction author and you've got a book, let's talk. And I'd love to see you come in and we'll have a conversation. Um, come for a book buzz audit. You can find that on my website at bookmarketingmentor.com. And you're going to see a big pink button and you can sign up and, and we'll chat. We'll see. We'll see what's getting in your way. I'm much better at doing what Frasco is doing to help you so that you can see where you need to go next. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's always funner on this end of the table. I, I 100% oh. agree with you. So yeah, that, that is fair. Um, but yeah, we will definitely keep all of that in the show notes. So Judy, thank you very much for showing up in the way that you did. And uh, for everybody else listening, we'll see you on the next one. Okay. Thanks very much. Take care.